0: thank you lord jesus well our first bible study in 2022 (laughs) praise the lord praise the lord thank you father father we come to glorify your name to praise your holy name and to to worship you you are the same yesterday today and forever that's good news hallelujah jesus Thank you, Father. When we come into the new year, there's nothing new or different about you, but hopefully it will be about us so that we can receive all that you have in store, all that you have planned for us and not miss the mark in the name of Jesus. So, Father, give us ears to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this season, during this time, in this year father that we don't miss the mark but that we hold on to your unchanging hands and press towards the mark of excellence father thank you lord jesus now father i ask you to continue to show me the things you want me to see so when i speak master it'll be only those things you want me to say in jesus name i pray amen Praise the Lord. Um, I, this thought I need to share even before I get started with the Bible study just based on, on just conversations that I've had on the way here and after getting here. Faith is accumulated or acquired by obedience. Because people want to look at certain people and say, well, uh, I don't have the kind of faith that you have. You won't have faith, and it's not predicated on how other people operate in faith. It is predicated on your obedience to what you're hearing. So what does that mean? If you hear that this is how I'm supposed to operate in this particular situation, according to what the Bible says, then when I obey that, my faith is elevated, and it grows. And it cannot grow and expand if you don't operate on what you are hearing or reading from the Word based on the situations that you are facing. Because it's like a muscle. You know, if you're never exercising, your muscle doesn't get strong and you become weaker and weaker and weaker. And anytime you make any kind of movement outside of what you have been accustomed to doing, it causes pain and discomfort. Because you're moving something that has not been moved. So, but, but when you're doing it on a regular basis, it increases. It gets stronger. And you're able to do more. You go to higher heights. That's how faith operates. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, we are in 2 uh, Timothy. And we're in um, a new chapter with uh, a new title. So the title... Of, of, of this message today is Paul's warning against perilous times Paul's warning against perilous times and we're in uh, uh, chapter 3 and we're going to do verses 1 through 17 happy new years to you all and and uh, grateful and thankful for uh, your commitment unto the Lord he doesn't change and he's not moved by the elements. We can be changed and moved by the elements when we keep our eyes focused on the Lord. Um, okay. Um, 2 Timothy 3. And I'm going to read the scriptures and then come back. This known also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men should be lover lovers of their own selves. Now as I read this, you're going to identify to our times. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, Petty, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, or rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall perceive no further, for their folly should be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lastra, what persecutions I endure, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Okay, so let's go back to the, to the beginning. And, he's, and so Paul is telling him about, know that you are in um, the last days and perilous times should come. The last days refer to the period of time between Christ's resurrection and the rapture so perilous times began the moment that jesus was born and then went to the cross and was buried and rose okay we are in perilous times and this is where we will be until jesus comes back to rapture the church so from paul's days when paul was telling him that they were in those times at that time until the present day As believers, we must be conscious of this fact and live every day as if it is the last day, amen? That means to be truthful, peaceful, faithful, Live it patiently, lovingly, and in meekness and temperance. Why? Because that's how Jesus is. And as his follower, that's how we are to live. Now, perilous times indicate that apostasy will characterize the final days of the church age. Apostasy means the abandonment of a formal loyalty to the faith, either knowingly or not knowingly. So, if you are not living according to how Jesus says we are to live. You're in an apostate state, okay? But there are people who knowingly knew that they were coming against the things of of the word, but that's because they did not receive it. Nor did they understand it to the point to know that they needed to receive it. So they went against it. And that's what they were facing at that time. Or Timothy. Where there were uh, Jewish converts. Who had not been totally turned over. And was following the ways of the world. Amen. Now. So because of that, they had a form of godliness. Well, you see, a form... Okay, help me, Holy Ghost, because I'm getting ahead of my notes. (laughs) When you look at all of the the traits that... uh, It said that men should be lovers of their own selves. Well, we were born in selfishness, which helps you to become a lover of yourself. This is why when you get converted by Jesus Christ, that's supposed to change. As a believer in Christ, you should not be operating in selfishness. Because you've been reborn anew. Okay? Covetedness. Now, that means that you become uh, a, a lover of money. You're more concerned about money than you are about your life with Christ. Now, some of us think that, no, that, that's, that's, that's not true. Well, well, it is when you allow fear and anxiety keep you focused on your money than on the person who is the giver of it or may equip you to be able to make it. So you focus on the source of the of the thing, not the thing. If you focus on the source, which is Jesus Christ, he will provide you with the ability to get what you need. Boasters, they were proud. Uh, proud people are poor listeners. They can't hear. Cause, yeah, because th- as the world say, they think they got the game and gone with it. Okay. Humble people listen to hear. Because they're looking always for the best way. All right? Blasphemers who actually are using uh, God's name in vain, using it to uh, profane who he is. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. Now, unthankful people are people who never think to thank God. See, you think your way out of hell. Thank, thank, T-H-A-N-K, not think. Thank your way out of hell. That little story that I told you about, that's what I was doing, was thinking God our way out of the storm. And people think, well, you don't be one to thank him when you did. Yeah, That's when you need to be thanking him. Because then he pulls you out because that's telling him, in spite of what's going on, I know you can bring me through. I know that you can help me. I know that you can save me from the situation. So I thank you, Lord, okay, and being unholy people. The Bible says that Jesus says, be holy, for I am holy. So that's, that, that, is, that is not a particular situation. Uh, that is a command that he's asking for all people, all genders, to be holy people without... Without natural affection, okay, well, we are big time in that, that you don't operate out of a natural affection. That natural affection means that, as a female, I don't crave to want to have sex with another female. My natural affect, aff- affection was to, to be attractive to the male gender. I don't desire to want to have intimate sexual relations with animals and objects. Because you think because you're a virgin and you're not having sex that it's okay to buy tools. Okay, I'm going there. Because, and and masturbating. A lot of people think because they didn't actually have any interaction with another human being that they're not fornicating. You're fornicating any time that you're doing any unnatural way of having sex to appease yourself. Why do you need to be appeased? Because my attitude was... Was that I didn't miss what I didn't have. Right. If you've never been open to it, you don't miss right. sexual interaction. And if you have, but you have become born again since then and you turn your life over to the Lord, He promises to keep you if you keep your mind on Him. Amen? Yeah. Truth breakers, You're not loyal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> False accusers. That's slander. You're slandering other people. And content. You you, you don't don't really have any control because if it's it's not satisfying you, you can't sit and listen. You can't be a part of anything. You gotta be entertained. Fierce, that means brutal. Despisers of those that are good which means those who are good, okay? And a, a traitor. Now, this heady, let me see what that means. Reckless, it means reckless. So you don't think, you just do. High minded, we all know what that is, being haughty, okay? Lovers of pleasure, and I like the word rather than more than, rather than lovers of God. So, let me tell you, I won't go into the deep, obvious stuff, but when we think more of our comfort and our stomach than we do of God, we're in trouble. Do you realize that? You have to make some sacrifices sometimes, and speaking of, the church will be going on a 21-day fast. (laughs) <laughs> for the beginning of the year. What did we start on the 9th? Yes. January the 9th. And, and um, remind me Saturday to give the instructions stuff. Okay. Um, so, and everybody, I don't care what kind of illness you've been prescribed with, can, can do this fast because we're doing a Daniel fast. We're not doing a liquid fast or none of that. Everybody can do this. It just means that all them little favorite things you like, you will not be having. But you will be eating to sustain your body and to allow you to live with whatever sickness that you, has been uh, pronounced upon you. But it also, it will give you the opportunity to give that pronouncement to the Lord and declare you are healed by the blood of the Lamb. And God, I'm, that should be one of your affirmations that you're putting down as to Why you're fasting? Not only do I want to know what your agenda is for the body of Christ, so I can be on board. But Lord, I want to be whole and healed and in my right mind, so I can do what you purpose for me to do in life. Now, Miss Glenn, you just need you keep keep doing what you've been doing and keep doing good, because I've been bragging on you too much. So, don't want the enemy to come and bring some uh, uh, delusions to your mind. I've been bragging on you a whole lot when I was on my trip, okay, about how when you do what's right, I'm talking about the natural things as well as serving God, how he would keep you youthful, keep you with a sound mind, okay? And, and it's, it's, it's a given fact. So you've been my poster child for that. And so when it, it, it talks about having... Um, A form of godliness really means that it's just mere religion without power or spiritual life. You see, hallelujah, Jesus, we serve a God that you don't just get to brag on him and who he is in your life, but you get to demonstrate through power who he is, because he says, I've, all the power and authority is being given to me, I give unto you. So you can demonstrate how different it is by serving the God that you serve than serving religion Amen. and church orders. Amen. But let me read five because it includes that. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such, Paul is telling Timothy, turn away. Okay. These persons have an appearance of godliness. They use, re, use re, religious language and profess belief in God. They use religious language but profess, uh, uh, and profess belief in God. So many people speak that, and we are deceived a lot of times by people saying things like that to us, and you're wondering what they say, and they say something about God, or speak some spiritual language that they've read out of the word, and you think, oh, yeah, yeah, they're saved, They're okay. No. No. It's demonstrated. It's just not a bunch of words that come out of your mouth. It's demonstrated. Uh, Because you are convicted by what you truly believe in your heart. And when you are that convicted, you exercise that. You operate in that. You don't talk to talk. To sound good. Because like when people say, well, uh, um, I'm going to pray for you. When I know what time it is, I say I cancel those under my breath. I cancel those prayers in the name of Jesus. Because you don't know how to pray. If you ain't in a relationship with God, you don't know how to pray effectual. You may pray a curse upon me. Not purposely. Out of ignorance. Or you just said you're going to pray and you won't even think about me. (laughs) I'm, I'm going through the storm. You, so you see what I'm saying. Um, and it says, but their real love is in the person in the mirror. They have no convictions for anyone else but who they look at in the mirror. These counterfeit persons pray, pray, p-r-e-y on silly, immature women and there are some foolish, immature men. I'm talking about Christian people, okay? And, 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 and they will take advantage of their immaturity by preying on their weak morals and ignorance of the truth. See, we become mature by following the word and when we obey the word, it elevates your faith. It's like a vicious cycle. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? And so people who are, are, are apostasists know that and recognize that. And they pray on that. Because they are moved by Satan, not by the spirit of the living God. So even if they're not really thinking about it and meditating on it, because they're being led by an unclean spirit, that's what they follow and that's what they do. And you believe it because they said some, some religious words. Yeah. And you follow that. And then you can't understand why you're going through so much hell or why you haven't been able to overcome some situations. Because the whole intent is that the enemy, once you get saved, the enemy wants to pull you back into his camp. And so when you get saved, that's just a door opener. You got to do more than just say, I was saved. You got to come through that door and begin to study and stay up under classes and stuff. People think because they put their name on the roster of the of the church membership that they have arrived. No, you have just opened up a door. And let me tell you something. If you don't go through that door and do some full uh, uh, growing by being disciple you what you've done is open up the door of hell for you because now the enemy is going to come in and reap havoc in your life and because you have not received the keys that will hold you to allow you to overcome he's going to snatch you right back and you'll be worse than you were before you came that's why it, people talk that's why I have an issue with, with uh, evangelism and no discipleship See, my heart is discipleship. I don't just want you saved. I want you discipled and to grow in the knowledge and the things of Christ that's going to be your keeping power. Because if all you do is just get saved, all we've done is open up the door of destruction for you you got to go further and deeper than just saying, I'm saved. So many people say that and don't even know what saved means. Saved means not just that you're not going to go to hell, but see, first of all, it means that you're going to overcome the things of this earth. And if you can't overcome these things of the earth, you may go to hell after you've made that confession. Because he says, You overcome, you overcome, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You can't testify what you don't do and what you don't live. Your testimony cannot be a kingdom testimony when you don't live like a kingdom person. And plus, you're double minded. And, and, and you speak through a fourth tongue. You're back and forth. You're one minute talking faith and the next minute talking foolishness. That's because you are not fully saved. And have not been converted into a kingdom thinking and a kingdom lifestyle. You hear people say one minute. Well, okay. Um, that's right. God is on your side. But do you know that there's a storm coming? Don't talk foolish conversation. If God is on my side, then don't, yeah, yes, I know. I hear the news and everything else just like you do. But I've already declared by his word how I'm going to get through this. And if you can't speak that to me, then shut up. See, without Christ, what one believes will become their truth. And it's very difficult to change a foolish thinking person off of those kinds of things. Because they truly believe that they're right. This is why we are responsible to speak the truth against those things. Don't just let people get away saying these things and thinking that they're going to change. Religion without presence and the power of God is like wax fruit. It looks real, but possesses no nutritional value. Plus, you can't even chew it, (laughs) if it had some value. (laughs) For true godliness moves people from sin to righteousness. True godliness changes your ways. You don't keep saying the same kind of conversation you said before Christ, and you don't s- still make the same kind of moves and go to the same places and do the same kind of stuff uh, that you did before Christ. True godliness changes all of that. Amen? Okay, now, in w- and, 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 uh, verses 8 to 9, it says, Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, they have a reprobate mind, which means they disapprove when concerning the things of faith. But they shall perceive no further, for their folly should be manifest unto all men as, their also, uh, all, as theirs also was. Now, what does that mean? See, people like that can't see the light, and they will act like that, Until a miracle happened to open up their eyes or they go straight to hell. But your eyes should be open. And God will not allow you to be deceived if you choose not to be deceived. Okay? He will expose those things to you. Now, let's go over to um, Exodus to show proof of this kind of situation. Exodus um, 7. In Exodus 7... Uh, This is where, um, uh, you you know when Moses was told to go tell Pharaoh to let God's people go? Okay, so this is one of the occasions and and Aaron rods become a serpent. Okay, so we're going to read verses 10 through 12. It says, and Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, excuse me, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh, and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men, or in other words, sorcerers or um, magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments. So they figured because they're magicians that they can do the same thing. But they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. (laughs) glory because you see the enemy is a counterfeiter so he's going to try to do the same thing that god does but he doesn't realize you know you can't mess with god amen okay let's go over to chapter eight and read verses 16 through 18 when it talks about the plague of the lice and the Lord said unto Moses, say unto Aaron, stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod, smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in a man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Can you imagine that? Just full of lice. And the magician did so with with their enchantment to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beast. So they were succumbed by the lice. They had no power. Okay, go over to 9. Chapter 9, and we're going to read verses 8 through 11, the plague of the balls. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take your handfuls full of ashes of the furnace and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt and shall be a ball breaking forth with bl- blings upon man and upon beasts throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh and Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven and it became a ball breaking forth with blings upon man and upon beasts. And the musicians could not stand before Moses because of the balls for the ball was upon the magicians and upon all of Egypt. Amen. Amen. See, within ourselves, our natural man, we have no power. But in Christ, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. So when you obey, hearken to God's command and do what you naturally cannot do or understand, he does the supernatural and reveal it. So Pharaoh's magicians, thought that they had the power to do the same thing cuz they had the equipment. They had the equipment, but they was missing two things. They didn't have the authority nor the power. And so when God tells us to do stuff in his name, he's given us both the authority, and the power, and we're able to supersede the enemy. And God will sometimes take the things that the enemy was using against you and have you to work it to destroy him in the situation. Do y'all realize that? (laughs) Because, you know, the Bible states that we as true believers will do exploits. It says we're supposed to do exports. We get in situations and then we just just, just think that, um, well, whatever. Okay, well, we need to be asking God, okay, what do you want me to do in this situation? What would you have me to say in this situation? And not just operate out of our own understanding and our flesh, but let because God is saying, seize the moment. This is an opportunity for me to shine through you. And for for man to see who I am. Because he says that if he be lifted up, then all men will see him. He has to be lifted up. You can't lift up God doing nothing. Saying nothing. Amen. And there are no excuses. So when we stand before Christ, you will not be able to explain why his glory never shone through you. Due to your quietness, your blind eyes, your turning of your head. In other words, when you see people acting, doing some things, but you won't deal with it. You're going to have to answer to God when we see him. Or, or, or you're taking the position, I'm minding my own business. You're taking that attitude. Well, I'm just minding my own business. I'm just staying out of that. And it, well, that's their decision, so they got to live with it. really, what kind of believer are you when you take that position? That's opportunity for God to shine through you. Or God will change you when he's ready. God has been ready. He's not getting ready. He stays ready. The moment he put breath in us, He's ready for you to see the light and see the truth. We who know it have a responsibility to shine his light. So he can't change them if there was never anything spoken or demonstrated. You remember the, God, the Bible says, Paul plants, Apollos watered, and God bring the increase. If you aren't planting anything, then there's no one else to come behind and water what you planted. Or if someone else is planted and the people come before you, you have the responsibility to water what was planted in order for God to bring the increase. Otherwise, there will be no increase. The Lord cannot, will not produce anything that isn't rooted in his vine, Jesus. So something must be planted. Nothing grows out of the air but diseases. God has principles, and his godly principles will bring about the promises and the benefits that he's given to us. And he does not operate outside of his own principles. Amen? Okay, back into uh, Timothy 3, and, and um, we're going to look at verses um, 10 through 11. I don't done all of that. Okay. <laughs> Um, well okay I do have this little note and I need to bring this out and it is relating to verses 10 and 11 it says Timothy wasn't uh, alone in his suffering and this is when when, uh, Paul is telling him about the fullness of his life by following the doctrine that he set before Timothy and the, the manner of his life his purposes, his sufferings and all of that it says Timothy wasn't alone in his suffering sufferings and persecution. In fact, Paul had experienced worse than what Timothy was facing, but could testify to God's sustaining power and grace. And that's what he's doing. He's showing them how. Because, see, he, Timothy saw some of the persecution right there in his hometown when he talks about being in Antioch and in, in Iconium and in Lystra. In so he saw that, but he also saw paul's faith and obedience god's sustaining power and his grace that's when people wake up when you you you've been planting the seed but you following the way of christ and they see it operate in your life then they're like "Mm, okay there's something to this amen now in verses 13 to 15 it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child that thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. You know, when it, there's another verse that says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. See, that's you. you that's what I'm saying. You don't just speak those words and, get, and be saved and sit on your behind. Your salvation has to be worked out in your life. That means you've got to do what the Bible is saying to do. You work through it. And so um, um, in this, uh, Timothy had the opportunity of, um, he had had great opportunity and also uh, Position set before him through his mother and his grandmother. But I wrote something down here, and let me read this first and then come back to that. We will not suffer the same kind of sufferings, but when you take a stand and be a verbal follower of Christ and give allegiance to his kingdom agenda in every area of your life, expect persecution, sometimes from fellow believers. And expect a definite opposition from the world and Satan. That's when you need to be really praising the Lord because you know you're doing it right. Foolish people and worldly people will say, well, you can't be living right or living for the Lord because of these things are happening. It's just the reverse. Because they're happening is because of how you're living for Christ. Amen? And a mature and stable Christian is characterized by an intimate knowledge of the Holy Scriptures and a life that lives this out day by day. Okay? Not once in a while or when it's convenient. You don't live this life once in a while or when it's convenient or to impress other people that are around you. It should be given in you to live like this. Amen? Timothy's mother and grandmother taught Timothy the scriptures at an early age. This foundation made him a good and qualified candidate to be a godly leader, a good shepherd, and the follower of the scriptures. By See, laying that foundation in a child causes them to grow up in it even though they're not even conscious of it. My mother was a devout reader of the scriptures and a prayer warrior who deposited, who deposited that in me and read, and I'm sorry, and led by example. But I was totally unaware of what was going on or that God was grooming me for such a time as this. Now, as I look back, I can remember visions of her sitting at the end of the couch by the end table with the light on. I, I see that light with the light on and her glasses on. And it didn't matter whether it was night or day, that light was on as she sat at the end of the couch at that table reading her Bible, okay? Also, at night, I can see her kneeling down at the bedside saying her prayers that seemed like it was forever, and I can remember being admonished and getting lessons spoken to me like parables that came from Proverbs, which I didn't even realize was coming from Proverbs until after salvation and, and I begin to read the word. And I'm like, oh, that's where she got that from. I thought that's something she just made up, okay? My mother was planting a seed that others came along in my life and watered it so that God could bring the increase. I see the same behavior in my daughter who has the children who planted those seeds into her children with the word and prayer that why they operate the way they operate today is they don't realize it. Is but because of her planting those seeds in them as as a child. So their character has been perfected by that planting of the word and prayer. Now, they will follow in the way of righteousness that they need to follow in without even being aware. Maybe, I don't know, because children today are smarter than they were when I was a child, okay? But at any rate, they will come to the understanding... At some point, just like I did. Oh, so that's what was going on. Amen? And it's so important that we do it while they're children and not wait till they get older. Because even doing it while you're a child, I still took a course of the world, but I came back like the Bible said. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. There are some who were smart enough that that's what was planted. They followed all the way up to. okay. but at any point you don't lose. You only lose when you are not planting, when you are not putting in, when you are not giving to your children while they are children. That's when you lose because they're going to come out more like the world, even if they have high morals. God is not calling for people with high morals. He's coming with people who have decided to make him their Lord. Okay, uh, down to verses 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Okay, inspiration of God means That was scripture that was breathed out by the Holy Spirit and penned on pages by man. That's what makes this Bible the truth and the only truth. Other books and stuff are not the Bible or the doctrine that we follow. And if these other books don't support this doctrine, you don't follow it. Amen. I'm going to Catholic school. They have a missile. You don't follow the missile. You follow the Bible. And all of these other books, the, 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 the Watchtower and all of that other kind of, kind, of, kind of stuff, that is not the word of God, which makes that a false religion. It's for doctrine. The Bible was written for doctrine. It tells man what to believe. Only the Bible can tell us what to believe for reproof. It rebukes you for what you have done wrong. When you read the Bible and you're in sin and an error, God will lead you to the verses that's going to cause you to be convicted and rebuked. Because he loves us, he chastises us to keep us from falling into sin and, and following the way of Satan. And when you don't accept that, you're playing the fool's role and, you're going to, and you have opened the door to allow Satan to have his way with you. So when you get proper rebu- I mean uh, rebuke from uh, not only a leader but a friend or whatever, you need to be able to receive it. Because when you don't receive it, let me tell you, because you're prideful, arrogant, and all of that, all you've done is just open yourself up to be a prime fool. And to be attacked greater. And then you'd be like, I've been praying and asking God to deliver me from this. I don't know what's wrong. Well, go back and visit some of those rebukes you have kicked out. And repent and receive. A smart, humble person listens and receives, so that you can grow. You don't have the attitude that you know it and you got the answers and I don't have to listen to this. Who does she or who does he think that they are? Mm, Jesus. That is, to me, is scary. And that's how I was even as a teenager. I was too afraid to say, I don't want to hear that old-fashioned stuff. Uh, I don't don't believe that. I don't know. I sat and I listened. Thank the Lord because I was listening to sound wisdom that helped me and also, I could reflect on at a time of need. I'm going to give one little example of, of, of that. My aunt came to my bedroom one day, and she just going to talk. They, I think because I did listen, and I was the only youth around, that they were always saying things to me. And so she sit, came and sit down on the bed, and we're just going to talk. And so she says, you have a boyfriend? Yes. Are you and your boyfriend having sex? And I says, auntie, please. She says, auntie, please nothing. If you can't talk about it, then you shouldn't be doing it. I never forgot that. That, that said a mouthful to me. That says that if you're doing this and you are ashamed and you can't talk about it, it's, something is wrong with this picture. And it's deeper than what you realize. I've never forgotten that. Actually, when I tell it, I can visualize us sitting on that bed in my bedroom. But it it taught me something. Amen. Uh, The gospel is giving for uh, correction. It's how to correct the wrong. You read and learn how to correct the wrong that's been done or you've done. All right? It's giving for instructions to tell one how to live. It's our guidance to live life as God has instructed, not how you think it should go forth. And it's not a suggestion, but it's a command. Amen? It, it's it's uh, perfect. I mean, having everything that we need to do what God has commanded us to do. That's the perfection thoroughly furnished it it equips us by God's by God's word we are qu- equipped and by the Holy Spirit to properly use and apply God's word or God's instructions for all we need for life and ministry it is not about a church function it's about living life and 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 and, and, and it's to be preached Preach means to declare what God has to say to His people, so it also means to teach. You're teaching and declaring what God has to say in order for us to grow in, in the things of Christ. It is not no humming or singing or moaning out statements. It's teaching. Because it's all about the word and not the vessel. See, when you out there, "Mm, and the Lord said and all of that, that's about you. That has nothing to do with God's word. And because you've done all of that, we can't even hear if you actually are saying the word of God or not in order to try to see if it is really the word. That's a performance. That is not preaching. And that's why from our era... We grew up in church and don't know nothing. And did all of the wrong things c- and thinking we were doing the right things because there was no reproof, no correction, no instructions. And it's time out for that, and we have to have all of this in order to complete or, 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 or acquire what we need to do in order for God's kingdom to be realized here on earth as it is in heaven. He didn't bring kingdom, kingdom heaven down here for nothing. The reason why we're suffering and going through the things we're going through because God's kingdom is not realized on this earth. So we think anything goes because it's legalized. Because they legalize marijuana, it's okay to do marijuana and to sell it. This I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about so-called church people that feel that this is okay because it's legalized, and you ain't doing any wrong because it's legalized. I mean, you can't go to jail because it's legalized, but you're going to hell. God's ways is higher than man's ways. And you don't know that if you're, if you're not in an intimate relationship with him, asking him, what should I do? Yeah, yeah. This is why I'm saying it is not about the person who you put in an office. It is about what are their morals? What do they stand for or stand against that you put in office? Because personalities and all that other stuff, God can rather, uh, change quickly. But when we put in motion more moralistic things for society to enjoy and all of that, it's going to take a supernatural miracle to change that and reverse that. But when we do what's right, God says He will turn our minds in the direction of righteousness the way He wants it to go. When you choose right and what's holy and morally correct according to God's commands, it's all about the Word of God. All about the Word of God. The Word must be heard, it must be explained, it must be responded to, and it must be applied. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And I'm going to do the benediction, and then we're going to open up for questions and answers. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I pray for traveling mercies as we go about doing all of the things that uh, we're planning to do and some of the things that God is instructing us to do. Also pray blessings upon the tutors as you meet today that you hear from the Lord and you'll go beyond what you're understanding to make a difference in the lives of the young people in this state in the name of Jesus. And as you leave and depart and go into your different destination, be sure to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen.